on today's Make the Deal, How Not to Get a Deal Done. Since we've come out of the recession, there's been growing interest in the private real estate investment space from funds that are being formed every day, REITs being formed every day, family offices that are allocating their wealth to strategies involving real estate, and individuals that are looking for deals. And if you're one of those people that's out there chasing deals and raising money for deals, it can be very frustrating dealing with that level of competition. And there's certainly some traps that you can find yourself falling into that'll pretty much assure that you're not going to get a deal done in this market environment. And the first thing you can say to yourself is, I only look for off-market deals. Now, there really isn't any such thing as an off-market deal. You may be able to do a direct deal with a seller, but the second the seller is willing to part with their asset, that deal is on the market. The second thing is, there's an expectation and assumption here that a seller who was somehow smart enough to buy a piece of property isn't smart enough to sell it appropriately in this kind of a market. And I'm not saying that there are deals that you can't do direct, but we have to let go of the fact that there is this off-market concept. I, in particular, get uh, emails from brokers and contacted regularly about deals that are off-market. So if your focus is on off-market deals, you can be pretty much assured that your ability to actually close on deals is going to be extraordinarily limited. The other thing that you can say that'll assure that it'll be difficult for you to get deals done is, uh, I don't understand how people are doing deals at these cap rates. I'm going to say something really controversial. The cap rate is dead because there's two types of deals out there. There is the value add deal, which is basically a value creation strategy associated with distressed or transitional assets. And the going in cap rate really has no bearing on that because you're gonna go in there and you're either gonna bump rents and increase revenue, or you're gonna lower your expenses, and that's ultimately going to enhance the cash flow as well as the value of the property. The other type of play is, of course, the stabilized cash flowing play. And investors that are buying those kinds of assets are more interested in their cash on cash yield, which is after debt service and in some cases after taxes. So the cap rate, which is an unlevered metric of your NOI over a purchase price, really has no bearing on that. And so if you're going to limit yourself to the prospects of where cap rates are in a given market without thinking about the other elements that might be impacting price or cash flow or the business plan, it's going to be really difficult for you to get a deal done. And finally, the concept of saying, I'm not going to do deals with terms like that. And there's really two concepts associated with this. There is the principle of having bought deals at a particular price for whatever your strategy might be and then seeing price appreciation over time, which is a good thing for the deals that you've bought, but on principle it's extraordinarily difficult for you to stomach paying that higher price tag for the same strategy that's done well for you. Now I'm not suggesting that you overpay for deals. Uh, because you are really good at a particular strategy and that's just where the market is. But the principle should not be focused on price. It should really be focused on value and that's ultimately what you're going to be paying for at any given time in the market. The other component of that is in the context of debt and equity relationships. Usually you have groups that are 
out there raising money from investors, maybe starting out with friends and family or family offices or some informal type relationships that you have and then ultimately you're looking to increase your investor base on the equity side dealing with institutions, which I've spent time in other episodes discussing the distinctions between the two. Now, their splits might not be as favorable and they may need more controls, but ultimately what you're doing is trading in for a more consistent capital profile on the equity side. So you might chafe because you got better terms with your original investors, but every investor base is a finite source of capital. And if you're in the capital raising business, which you are, if you're in the deal making business, then you need to be expanding that capital base and you have to be able to deal with different capital profiles and their requirements. The other context, of course, is on the debt side. You may have done a ton of deals with a bank that you have a great relationship with that knows you, and now they either can't allocate to you for regulatory reasons or they just don't have enough room for the particular asset class that you're going after, and you need to deal with other capital profiles. It could be conduit-type lenders. It could be debt funds that are out there whose drivers and capital costs are much different. And again, you may be paying more for that money, you may be giving up certain control, you may have to provide certain reporting that you've never done, and you may say to yourself, I just won't do those kinds of deals under those terms. But ultimately, you have to consider those things if you're trying to get deals done. We're in a competitive market environment. It's understandable to get frustrated, but the way forward is through, and that is you need to ultimately start just continuing getting through deals, looking at them, actively bidding on them, and making sure that you can get deals done within your parameters. And they're gonna be few and far between potentially, but this is not a high volume type business. This is a slow moving, fixed asset, big ticket type business that creates wealth both for you and your investors. And that's something that you need to keep in mind always. Uh, feel free to subscribe to my YouTube and podcast. And if you have any questions, hit me up on my socials as well as for any topics that you'd like me to discuss on future episodes. Otherwise, I'm David Blatt, and I'll see you next time on Make the Deal.